0: Life is one long journey made up of many detours. Some are chosen and some are not, but they all teach us something along the way. Welcome to the Detour Podcast, where conversations about life detours and travel detours converge. It's one part human experience and one part travel experience put together to teach and inspire us to take the detour and enjoy the wander. podcast listeners welcome back to all the fellow detourists and if you're new to the show thank you for taking some time today to spend with us out of your busy day today we have a special guest her name is Sharon Kistler and she has a background as an with international certification for life coaching, EFT, NLP, she does energy work as a Reiki master in holistic healing arts. Uh, her focus and program are the Empower Life Coach and Emotional Healing Works as a practitioner. So today she's going to be talking to us about emotional healing and empowerment. And we're just going to learn all kinds of great things today. So I want to welcome you today, Sharon. Thanks for being here on the Detour podcast. Well, thank you,
1: Sheila, for the opportunity. I'm um, really uh, happy to be here. It's my pleasure. And uh, I love the fact that we're going to share some really great, uplifting information, and hopefully it'll help some of your listeners out there to become inspired.
0: Well, that's always the goal, and this is part of the series that we're doing called Total Wellness, Body, Mind, and Spirit, and mm-hmm. so we're we're working on the mind today, um, and we're working on, uh, you know, struggles that we have emotionally and mentally, and that is how you help a lot of people in your practice, but you uh, kind of came by the way of that, through your own experience so can you tell me a little bit about
1: uh what you used to do before this work absolutely um i think we would call it my greatest awakening um i did have a 24-year career um, as a regional manager um, visual merchandiser for seven bells department stores and i absolutely loved my job and loved the people i loved my creative um, skill set it was um, really kind of fabulous. But, you know, with that kind of job comes, um, let's say, the stress of spinning a lot of plates, having lots of responsibility. And even though I had the positive attitudes and organizational skills and a lot of traveling, because we were opening up stores all over the place, but I thought I was handling it until I realized that the stress kind of crept in through the back door. And I didn't realize at that time how the subconscious can work for you. It can either work for you or against you. And when stress is building up, it can manifest in many different ways. So basically, at one point, I ended up in the hospital. And to sum it up, and I you know, had been on medication for a while, which I didn't like, because I really like to be a holistic kind of person in living my life. But that also was something that makes you feel out of control. And I realized when I started doing my personal work, I realized that I was just an overachiever and a people pleaser. Mm. And I was not empowered at that time. And I think a lot of people, or I'm learning with a lot of my clients, relate to that. That unbeknownst to us, we take on too much and lots of stress. And we don't stop to really think, how is it affecting my body, mind, and spirit? Mm -hmm. So were you, so do you thought that you were coping
0: with this, you know, anxiety or or this stress that you had in your job? You're just thinking, okay, Mm -hmm. I have a job. This is Mm -hmm. what a lot of people have. Everybody has jobs and they have demanding jobs
1: sometimes. So you thought you were coping with it, but you really weren't? I did. I, I did. You know, I did. Uh, have a very positive, cheery personality. I mean, since childhood. And when I did get upset about things, I would always meditate. I tried to find my peace and my calm. And when I had emotional issues that would show up, I always felt I was taking two steps up and three steps back. Actually, um, I'll explain in a minute, but I did have some patterns from childhood of how I handled emotions. And if I was very upset or into uh, a relationship that ended, all of a sudden I was a puddle mess on the floor. Right. I had a lot to do with my self-esteem, had a lot to do with my self-worth because I had uh, a, my parents divorced when I was two. Mm-hmm. So it really wasn't until I started to study life coaching mm-hmm. that I realized that I had developed a new inner knowing, more awareness, and I could see more clearly, crystal clear, these patterns and where they originated from. Mm -hmm. That made me feel empowered. Mm -hmm. You know, I started to understand a little bit about what the heck was going on. And even my deeper beliefs, I was recognizing the difference of when I was disempowered Mm -hmm. to being empowered. Mm -hmm. I think that in itself is huge. Because the unconscious living, the unconscious self, the autopilot self, Mm -hmm. like you said, the way we usually um, deal with stress or any kind of situation um, uh, is just a matter of us being able to have Mm self-confidence. And when we have, let's say, the fear of the unknown, this really affects our anxiety Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, we don't know how to handle it. If somebody is wounding us where we've already had childhood wounds, it's like pouring salt in the wound. Mm -hmm. We overreact, Mm -hmm. you know, because we want to express. But the idea of the empowered person um, has developed new skills and new attitudes on, um, on how to handle it. It's interesting that you say that. I was just talking to a friend yesterday, and
0: we were talking about our, our words for the year.
1: Mm-hmm. And, my,
0: and my word for 2020 is actually power.
1: Oh, wonderful. Uh, with a
0: sub, sub word of roar. Mm-hmm. Which um, I don't know exactly what that is. I feel led to study lions, and but oh, cool. uh, yeah, so I don't know exactly what that's about because um, I was like, okay, Lord, like what's my word for this year? Yes, definitely power, and then roar. And I'm like, all right, tell me about this roar thing, but I haven't got that figured out. But um, last year, my word was intentional, and I was mm-hmm. reflecting on on uh doing things intentionally Mm -hmm. and I was reflecting on the year and really what I what it seems like happened with me last year was I got more intentional about things but I also started to have an awareness where I would just realize when I what when I wasn't being intentional Mm -hmm. and I start it started to be kind of like highlighted um where I realized like why are you eating this? Why did you respond that way? Exactly. Why you know, all of that. And I just started not that there was anything to even like asking me to change anything at that point. But it was just like, why are you doing this? And I started asking myself those questions. So but we got a little off topic there. Yeah, but but, but yeah.
1: I like how you said that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that is it. Mm-hmm. A bit more mindful living. Right. Because I think we're so dutiful. Mm-hmm. You know, we have our our daily routines. We have our relationships or our homes, our children, um, you know, community or jobs. And we're, we do what we think we're supposed to do without. Yeah. Or you just get caught
0: in patterns. That's right. And they're unconscious patterns that you just do. And you don't even realize why you're doing them. And so I felt like last year, I just got like a spotlight on when I did things, it was highlighted of, Okay,
1: why are you doing Why
0: did you react that way? That's exactly right. Why I, did you
1: react like that? And you know something? Yeah. That is, I, I mean, that's mean—that's—that's a secret. That's mm-hmm. the key to really wanting to live your life the way we want to create a reality. Because otherwise, we're repeating patterns or we're uh, repeating our, what I say, being a reactionary instead mm-hmm. of the observer. Mm-hmm. And we want to do the opposite. Yeah. We want to start to be the observer and not the reactionary. It's really the only way to stop ourselves and be able to take charge and redirect our energy. Mm-hmm. So if we're reacting negatively all the time, mm-hmm. stressful all the time, wounded bird syndrome, you know, the victimization all the time, mm-hmm. it's time to look at that, which does not serve us well anymore, and then being able to uh, move ahead. Yeah, and say, how do I change this How do this I now? change it? And, yeah. and then... The other thing is to do something, do something different, you know, Mm -hmm. change the habitual habits. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the only way. And, you know, we convince ourselves that our way is right until Mm -hmm. we analyze a little bit, Mm -hmm. until we do a self-examination, until Mm -hmm. we listen to our self-talk. Mm-hmm. And really take it in differently. Like, uh, if that's not serving me well, I don't need to keep repeating that in my life. Yeah, how's that working for you? As right, they say, exactly. Right? How's
0: that working exactly. for you? You can do, we all have free will and we can do whatever we exactly. want. But how's that working for you? Okay, exactly. so um you started to have this own awareness for yourself, and at some mm. point you realized your coping skills weren't weren't working. So did you have sort of that Mm -hmm. moment of clarity where you said, you know, I have an issue here and uh, you know, what did you start doing to overcome? Well,
1: you know, to be honest, like I said, even being uh, a very positive person and uh, I thought I was positive and uh, you know, I had issues and I felt I would deal with them. I'd get over it, but it really wasn't until I had Uh, the life coach training, when I became a life coach, that I was learning um, a whole new uh, system, a framework of empowering words. You know, I was speaking differently. I had new thinking practices that were becoming a part of my life. I was shifting energy. And of course, it takes time to undo a lot of the things, even since childhood, because we don't realize that we take it on like our identity, Mm -hmm. like we talked earlier. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And we don't even realize, we think, oh, this is how I am. This is what I've always done. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, where do we start? And basically, I even think as children, as children, we start to build our self-concepts. And so anytime that that um, identity is challenged. You know, we get into fighting. You know, Mm -hmm. we get into arguing about this is who I am. But the empowering self is realizing our inter-emotional levels, like becoming aware, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. And uh, even when, you know, I was young with my story, my parents divorced. And that set me in motion to question my self-worth was I good enough? You know why? And then I went to live with my grandparents. So that was, I mean, I was cared for, I was loved. I did see both parents, but that, that initial kind of abandonment wound, Mm -hmm. it followed me for the, like, until I was half a century years old. Wow. Because I always questioned myself, like, yeah. You know, how come, was it my fault I'm not loved enough or to stay with my mom and dad? Mm-hmm. And I mean, through grade school, through uh, middle school, and I developed very close uh, friendships with a lot of my little girlfriends because they had similar issues. Mm-hmm. I just felt I was different. Mm. And I didn't come into my own being in power. And um, it took a long time so that it wouldn't show up again. And when I realized when it showed up, I had the power of choice to do something different. Mm -hmm. I had inner powers. I could, you know, not just pray to God to help take away the pain or make things different or pray for things I wanted, but I could do it, Mm -hmm. that I had to do it, that Mm -hmm. no one was going to do this for me. Mm -hmm. And when I started to change the way I structured, so it really was the coach training that helped me to look at the childhood wounds that needed to be healed on deep, deeper levels um, by recognizing that I was the one that was going to heal myself. And it started with self-love, self-acceptance, self-worth, that I saw my uniqueness, my value. Mm-hmm. I mean, how does that, you know? can
0: I ask you just sure. quickly, you know, how, like... So you can have that point of where you can recognize, okay, I had these childhood wounds. Like I know where this is coming from. And I know that I have these maybe thoughts or feelings about myself that aren't good for me. So how do you, what's the practical thing? Did you do like daily affirmations? What were just some of the ways that you started to change that? Because I know that you've also studied like um, neuroscience type things and and changing the way your brain works in that.
1: Absolutely. Because... Um, That's everything our belief systems are structured very early on and um, It's just like for instance when we're very young we we learn our ABCs Mm -hmm. You know what the a sounds like what the B we put together words and we put together We're talking we're writing we're reading we have those skills built in Mm -hmm. and the same thing with limiting beliefs You know it can be a very negative Experience that we play over and over in our heads, so it's really learning to, again, what does not serve you well? Doing a self-assessment with that. So I did that a lot. You know, I I did some work. I went into what I call the dark caves of life, some of the trauma. And um, I I realized that I could fix some of that. I could change some of those stories and rewrite the next chapter, which is very empowering. And I, I also started to realize... Um, that I wasn't alone in this, that this is a very common habit that, again, ownership of the story of the dark cave, um, but we don't have to always choose to go there. We, we need to take a look at it. It's very important to honor where we've been and all the pain that it has caused or even what other people have done to us, mm-hmm. but we don't have to live in the cave for the rest mm-hmm. of our life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, at you know? this
0: point, you're kind of transitioning into a new career. Uh, you, yes. And um, you now decided that you wanted to start helping other people. And so you started working at
1: an addiction center. Uh, yes. What did you learn through that experience? I did. Well, how that started was I actually had to put together, and this is something I meant to say, but I had to put together my own program for healing. It was kind of like your new life journey. Mm -hmm. I developed my own steps because I'm going to be raw and honest right now. One of the key things that I figured out for myself is that I wasn't real good at self discipline. Mm -hmm. This is what the two steps up and the three step back shuffle was all about. I would get excited about something, I would read a book, I would go to workshops, I would read Wayne Dyer, I would read all these inspirational books. And what was it that sounded so exciting in the beginning? Mm. And then I ended up sliding back. Yeah. So I put together a little program for myself that was very successful. And once I realized this brain training stuff, you know, that I was changing my self-talk, I had different feelings and emotions, I was getting over things that were once... Uh, debilitating for me. Mm-hmm. And this is where the anxiety was coming from for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. because I felt like I was always repeating these patterns, like I didn't have control. Yeah. So once I started this new thinking and practicing it, you started proving to yourself that you did have control. I did have control. Yeah. So then I had met some people um, that invited me to go to um, actually Morton Plant Hospital at their addiction treatment center. They actually kept me there for nearly four years to do presentations of a program that was about Mm self-empowerment that we have to learn to self-empower before we can heal. Mm. You know, we want, we always look for things outside of ourselves, but the secret is that we do have the power, but we also need a program. So I um, developed, um, I developed some programs that were not just simple, but were very powerful. And what I realized, I learned so much from these recovering uh, patients, these, these addicts. Also, uh, I had you know, the nurses and uh, some of the student nurses and interns that were attending my classes because it was a different approach. It was more of a holistic mind, body, spirit. Mm-hmm. And that I was teaching them some steps and skills about how to honor where you've been but yet, how to shift the things that weren't bringing us the peace and the love, and the self-acceptance that we really need to get started? So it was, um, it was about going deeper in the process, and then learning how to recognize it and then releasing. Mm-hmm. So if you don't do that, um, you still have work to do. Yeah, because you have to, you have to see where we've been, but also how does it make you feel? What behaviors come along with that? And how can we find peace by doing things different, Mm -hmm. basically, Mm -hmm. you know? So in addiction, in mind addiction, any kind of addiction, if you keep doing the same thing over and over, like um, Einstein says, is the meaning of insanity. Right, Uh uh-huh. So the secret is to retrain that brain, and then all your neurochemistry in the brain changes. So if your neurotransmitters are firing stress chemistry, Mm -hmm. You know, the stress hormones, Mm -hmm. your um, adrenalin,es your cortisols. I mean, that's what's making you feel uptight. That's what's bringing on more and more anxiety. So when you recognize, oh, I'm getting stressful. I'm getting, you know, this is really upsetting me. Mm -hmm. That is a cue to actually do something about it. Do something to change those feelings or follow a program that can bring you a different result, you know, that kind of thing. And and that's, I'm excited about that because I wasn't doing it that way. As much as I was learning and and getting training, I wasn't doing personal work to really change my habits that would bring in more brain chemistry, like the good endorphins, things that made me feel better. Mm -hmm. And once I learned how to make myself feel better, Mm -hmm. then I developed an inner strength confidence and I sort of that's when I had you know prior to leave my job for this new career Mm -hmm. because I want to share that with people
0: yeah I don't know if it's the same same thing uh because I'm I'm learning this from you right now, and I'm listening so intently. It's true. Um, yeah. But it, it's almost kind of like that thing, you know, where we've done something for so long, and then you're trying to break a pattern. That's I mean, it's right. even like if you're if you're going to exercise, sometimes you have to build in that discipline, like you said. Yes. And then what always happens once we make ourselves go do the thing, we're like, oh, I don't feel like going. Okay, I'm going to force myself to go. Yes. You always feel better when you did it. Absolutely. And so it's like it feels sometimes like your, your mind or your body sort of resists the change. Um, and if you push through it and do it, then you get those different, different chemicals, um, that then say, oh yeah, that, that was good for me. I actually like that, you exactly. know, more than I
1: expected to. Exactly. It's like, I have worked with a lot of people with, um, PTSD and depression and, you know, it, I am telling them what do you, they, they want to stay in bed? They want to stay inside, and, and then I suggest because um, you know in coaching we don't tell people what to do, mm-hmm. but we help them to discover mm-hmm. you know more about their endless possibilities. Mm-hmm. But when you get in touch with nature, when you bring more light into your s- situation, um, that immediately makes you feel better, right? You mm-hmm. know, and it brings you down to a balance and core and that inner peace that we're looking for especially in the middle of struggling and Mm -hmm. emotional suffering Mm -hmm. these are the things when you say like what do you do i've realized how important that is so it is it's not just shifting energy or your mind thoughts but doing something where you put yourself in a better place. Yeah,
0: like opening your
1: blinds,
0: um, getting dressed
1: and not staying in your pajamas. Exactly.
0: You know, maybe doing your hair and putting on some makeup instead of just putting your hair in a ponytail and and wearing your sweats, you know. Yeah. You kind of take those actions to help yourself out of that um, sullen feeling, you know. Exactly. So these people that you worked with in the addiction, Mm -hmm. what...
1: How did they contribute to to what you do now? What did well, you learn from them? The biggest thing I learned from them, I mean, this was huge, is how much alike we are, mm-hmm. and our struggles are all different. I just say they're all different all different colors. They come from all different walks of life. I mean, in the center, um, of course, everything was confidential, but there were, uh, you know, CEOs of companies that were struggling. Mm-hmm. There was people in the medical. Profession that was struggling, mm-hmm. and it was um, it was amazing to me of how they lost their way on the path, mm-hmm. and they had phenomenal stories of why they gave up their life because in their what I call their internal map of reality, they bought into that identity that could have come from whatever mm-hmm. uh, it could have been childhood wounds, it could have been bullied uh, at school. You know, a lot of people. Interestingly enough, but in middle school, mm-hmm. that's a time when we're trying to uh, see where we are in the world. Right. And we feel like, well, we have all these people around us, and they could remind you, well, I don't feel as pretty as her. I don't feel as smart as this one. Mm-hmm. We doubt, we have the self doubt and uncertainty mm-hmm. that comes right back smack in our face. Because this is a, a sensitivity. This is what we call a wound. Right. And um, these things are reminding us of those, let's say, dark shadow self. Like I don't believe in myself. I mm-hmm. don't feel I have self worth. And you know, I learned that a lot of these people that were struggling with addiction. You know, addiction comes in many different uh, many different colors. You know, right. we have uh, addictions to substance abuse and mm-hmm. alcoholism and drugs. But there's also shopaholics and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to say chocoholics, but, <laughs> you know, I'm just, you know, yeah. just saying Whatever that it is that it, it you be... use to cope with yes. feelings besides right. dealing with the feelings, right? They're, right. There's drama queens. There's yeah. drama, trauma, blame, shame, guilt. There's things that are, let's say, resonating in a vibration that mm-hmm. is a much lower frequency rather than getting to let me wake myself up. Let me reason with this. Let me have gratitude for what I do have in life. Mm-hmm. You know, starting a journal, mm-hmm. and uh, I know Oprah had the uh, gratitude yeah. journals. Mm-hmm. you know that was seemed to be for a lot of people a, a real awakening that yeah. when I write down and focus on what I'm thankful for, mm-hmm. what God has provided for us, mm-hmm. you know. And let me focus on that, more of that, than focus on the things I don't have or I don't think I am. So we really. That's
0: a mind shift from lack to abundance. Exactly. And that's always going to make you feel Feel
1: better. Exactly, (laughs) Sheila. That's it. Like When we look at the smallest gratitude Mm -hmm. and we look at the hundreds and thousands of things in our life. So gratitude equals abundance. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's so many people get fixated. This is what I learned in the center, that they get fixated on all of these, this lack. and uh, But when you even think of being kind to yourself and loving to yourself, then it's like putting the oxygen mask on first, like when we travel on the plane, mm-hmm. before you assist others. Mm-hmm. We have to fill our own wellspring. Yeah. And, and that negative
0: self talk that, that we do or we don't even realize we do, that's something else that I was realizing too. Um, even just in being sarcastic, you know, I heard a message oh, yeah. not that long ago and it was talking about negative self talk that you that's kind of insidious that you don't realize you do, like saying something like, Oh, if I just look at a piece of cake I gain 10 pounds, you know, that's a funny thing that, that we say, but really that is still a thought that you've put in your head that, um, that's, what's going to happen. If you look at a piece of cake, you know, and our thoughts have power and our words have power. Um, and they, we kind of create the things that we, we don't necessarily want to create just by some of the things that we say, if we're not careful, and so I can imagine that some of the people that deal with addictions, you know, they're just repeating those negative
1: things to themselves, Um, and they're sort of in that trap. And so, then they start to self-medicate. Yeah. Because they want to feel better. Right. But they don't realize the self-empowerment is can also make them feel better. Yeah. They're looking and, for that relief. And, and yes, and also... It can not only heal their patterns, but they can heal their brains Mm -hmm. and they can find enjoyment and pleasure in other things that can balance their life or be more holistic or show you how to uh, really regain control of your life by Mm -hmm. making the using your power of choice Mm -hmm. and then um, creating a little plan and then practicing when we the practice is the key. Mm-hmm. because when you practice something, it's like a new dance step. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying, even if you are you watch these videos on TV and they give you instruction, but you have to practice a new dance step over and over and get your feet just right and mm-hmm. all you have to really be aware.
0: And they call that muscle memory. I take a dance right? class on mo- yes. Mondays and our instructor always says, you've got to repeat, you've got to repeat until yes. it gets in your muscle memory. That's exactly right. And um, so that eventually... You can dance with emotion and you're not worried about the steps because your body just remembers, you know, the steps. And now
1: you can bring your actual spirit and emotion to it. That is exactly right. Because what happens is, remember I mentioned the ABCs? Yeah. You know, that's a skill that a life skill that has been internalized, we don't even think about it. We just go about the day. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I Right, it's there, it's Uh in there. So when we start to shift the self-talk and we say, I am worthy, Mm -hmm. you know, or even though I'm dealing with my struggle, I still love and accept myself mm mm-hmm. One of the the key modalities in uh, holistic healing I use is the emotional freedom technique. Mm-hmm. As uh, I work as the um, as an EFT practitioner, and it's a t- sequence of tapping, tapping on the same areas of, of your body of our body. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is the same meridians, just like acupuncture.
0: Oh, okay. but it's
1: acupuncture without the needles. It is. It's almost magical. It's unbelievable. Hmm. But when you do this with some affirmational work, I um, believe in that too. I've studied and took Louise Hayes courses Mm -hmm. on you can heal your body, Mm -hmm. heal your life. And when you couple the affirmational work to set in motion that I am worthy, I have value. And even though this person doesn't like me or I've been upset about this Or I have uh, some struggle that I have. Even though I feel this angst, this anxiety, I still love and accept myself. It's like putting a warm blanket around you. And somehow when you're tapping along with that, it it actually sends a calming signal to the amygdala in the center of the brain, which Mm. is our emotional center. Uh So you're giving a signal to the brain in a different way mm-hmm. instead of attaching the attachment of I'm not worthy or uh, I don't have value or I'm not smart enough, pretty enough, or, you know, is successful enough or financially, you shift all of that and it makes you feel different. When you feel different, you can uh, take on different actions. Behave differently. You can behave differently. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Well,
0: yeah, you've given us so many um, great tips uh, already all through this conversation. And it's very fascinating work. Um, Mm -hmm. So can you just, as we continue, uh, get close to wrapping up here, Mm -hmm. um, can you just kind of go over a little bit again? What are those first steps if somebody wants to start Mm -hmm. on healing um, and Mm -hmm. they want to change
1: their thought process and pattern? What what could we do first? Well, the first thing. That, and it's something I've been saying relatively, uh, let's say recently, to make the clarity, is we have to have the desire to change. Mm-hmm. You know. And it, like they said, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Right. You really have to get excited about wanting to make a change, recognizing that I need to change this, I can change this, and uh, practice that. And this is the reason why I'm writing my book, mm-hmm. Empowered to Heal Now. Because a lot of people feel that healing is somewhere off in the future, that it takes years to heal from things, but that's only because you've been hanging one to those things those for, years, things and years. for yeah. years. Right. So you are, uh, you're stuck in a loop of self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. So to change all of these things, number one, you have to have the desire and be willing to be flexible mm-hmm. because now we're going to work with things that, you know, seem to be stubborn Uh, you know, thoughts or behaviors that you've been holding on to for a long time. And um, so mentally, we have to have clarity, self-empowerment, and we have to recognize, we have to wake ourselves up and practice recognizing, you know, what is holding us back. Okay, I'm getting that feeling again, or I am recognizing I'm going back into that victim mentality, mm-hmm. or I'm doing that self sabotage. Let me blaming stop. everybody else blaming for every- how things are. Right, blaming or shaming ourselves. Yeah, you know we shame ourselves into mistakes that we've made, mm-hmm. but we're not our mistakes. Right. You know they're learning lessons. We have yeah. to change the concept and the attachment to that, mm-hmm. and then we have to practice, which is some of the holistic exercises and patterns and the practices is to release the negative i'm ready to let it go Mm -hmm. i'm ready to um i know i i don't need this uh, pain anymore i don't need to lament over things that happened five and ten years ago Mm
0: -hmm.
1: especially that because the deeper they're in the more they show up the more we're triggered Mm -hmm. whether we realize it or not Mm -hmm. so when we release the old then we have space to renew yeah, and we can get so excited and be so creative in how we renew our life. You know, we can, uh, you know, decide that we're going to write our new stories. We're going to practice new steps. We're going to take ourselves into different places that make us feel good. We're going to go and have gratitude, uh, go to the water's edge, see the sunset. hmm Take pictures of beautiful things in our life. Look for beauty. Mm -hmm. Look for inspiration. When we do that, we're more motivated. Yeah, and maybe to start
0: eliminating some of those negative things. You know, I know watching the news does not serve me, I know watching certain things doesn't yes. serve me. I have to take a break from social media now and then I can kind of look at that Absolutely. and feel that, and I eliminate people that are negative, that you're off, mm-hmm. you're off the there. You've yes. been voted off the Island. Absolutely. Um, and if I, if they start consistently bringing that negative, you're, you're off the Island and I, uh, you know, I wish you well, but I'm not, you're not going to be in my face every day. Cause it's not good for me um, or limiting, you know,
1: those interactions and things like that. Yeah, exactly, because that is the subconscious that's working on you, not in a good way. Right. And then you get into this autopilot, these knee-jerk reactions, you think you're upset and angry um, because of, let's say, the uh, political arena. Mm-hmm. You know that. Oh, and, yeah, that's a real that, trigger point yeah, for that, a lot of people. Right, that yeah. environment, mm-hmm. and I don't like to even go there because... Right. It's too much. It, it, You know, what I recognize that's not good is it's too long. Mm-hmm. I mean, who wants to live years like that? Mm-hmm. So that is a unconscious living, autopilot behavior mm-hmm. that's causing lots of stress, anxiety, even hatefulness, and really deeper negative reactions. And how can we live like this? You have to make a choice to see, you know... Like I said, recognize the negative and flip it to the positive. What is the opposite energy of what you're dealing with, what mm-hmm. you're struggling with? Mm-hmm. I mean, what I is recently
0: it? heard a quote that said, um, "It's in a book that I'm reading, and it's it was by Terry Savell Foy, and she was saying that um, sometimes if you're if you're having trouble figuring out where you need to start, you can look at like something that disgusts you like this. I just don't want to, I'm disgusted with this and I just can't live another day with this in my life. And then that can be the starting point of, like you said, like if you can't even find the positive yet, yes. Think about what that negative is of, I just am disgusted by, I want to quit smoking and I'm just disgusted that I smoke. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, how can you make that, you know, that change? So sometimes if you can't quite get to the positive because you've been such a negative thinker, okay, go ahead, go with your negative thinking for a minute and say, like you said, how can we flip it?
1: Or, you know, you might have to get deep down and just say, I need to find the courage, Mm -hmm. you know, the courage, you know, because I'm vulnerable to these things. Mm -hmm. But honor the vulnerability. Yes, Mm -hmm. I'm vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Yes, this is... You know, this has gone on long enough. You know, I don't need to bring this angst and pain and struggle and this challenge. Um, I've watched people that have really unbelievable, I'm just so amazed and and uh, so inspired by people who have real challenges. mm mm-hmm, Right. And, and how they change their mindset. mm mm-hmm. And they do a mindset reset and they're able to change it and think differently about it and be empowered with it Mm -hmm. and do something really good with it. Like you said, we recognize things that we really don't like and then we complain about it. Right. So complaining, blaming, um, you know, the the shaming, all of those things just lament. It's like we could make a list of things. Yeah. But here's something I teach. Go ahead and make that list. Mm Mm-hmm. And then write it on a piece of paper. On the left, you know, fold a piece of paper in half. All right, long ways. Mm -hmm. And on the left side of the page, you're going to list the things that you don't like. Mm -hmm. You're going to list the things that bother you, frustrate you, habits that you have that you don't like, things that disgust you. Yeah. Make a list on that left-hand column. One, two, three, four, five, six, maybe ten. And then go back up to one and directly across from one on the right side of the page. I want you to write down the opposite energy of that. You know, Mm -hmm. let's just say I'm disgusted with myself because I'm such a procrastinator, Mm -hmm. you know. So across the page, what's the opposite of being a, a procrastinator? You know, I'm going to... Uh, start to get up earlier in the morning, or I'm going to do one. Motivated. Motivated. Just one little mm -hmm. step. I'm just going to do one little step and give yourself a break, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, maybe I'm, I've been really, um, you know, snarky lately to people and insulting people. Well, what's the opposite? I'm going to be kinder to people. Mm -hmm. So on the right side of your page, you start listing all the opposite energy to solve some of these problems. That's a good tip. It is. It's a very good tip. Very
0: simple, right? But we don't think to do it, right? We don't
1: think to do it. But this is one of the things I taught at Mm. the the Addiction Treatment Center was flip that thought, but also that technique literally gives you solutions to problems. Yeah. And these are empowering because Mm -hmm. you're doing it yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got the list. On the left, and if you look at the whole list, you're thinking, oh, my gosh. Like I I'm a, a hot mess. <laughs> I'm a hot mess. I got all these problems. But then all of a sudden on the right side, hey, these are some creative ideas I can start with. Yeah. But you know what? Again, listen closely. You have to practice the new, the new idea, the new thought, the new habit. Mm-hmm. You know, make it your new habit. Get passionate mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. And then you practice it. And then the, the miraculous thing that happens is that your neurotransmitters and the connections in the brain literally change. So your brain starts to work with yeah. you instead of against you. And you start to learn how to do the dance step. Nice. You learn how yeah. to do it. It becomes easier. And that is the secret. It's as simple as that. And this, I love to teach this. I have different workshops and things um, that are going to be coming up. And the book I'm not... Uh, the publishing. I'm saying it's not out right now, but hopefully sooner in 2020, the better. But I really want to share this. I was doing it at the center. I do it. um, I have a women's group, theamazingwoman.org, and it's about empowering women. And it's also helping people to have alternative options like Mm -hmm. how do you solve the problems yeah that was a little technique Mm -hmm. you need to put tools tips and techniques into your toolbox
0: yeah and support from other people that are trying to do the same absolutely because then that's when you can get that encouragement where you don't feel like you're trying to do all these things yourself yes other people who are who are also going to say like you know i'm trying to change some things too and this is what i did and so that that always makes things
1: better it does. And how good does it feel when we meet somebody and um, or our friends or our circle of friends that are very encouraging mm-hmm. and they also have been there where you've been. They've also, you know, had been on the pain train for yeah. a long time. Yeah. And then you find that people are trying new things and, hey she looks fantastic. What happened to you? You know, you start to actually see transformation Mm -hmm. and self-transformation is about creating the new. And then once you create the new, uh, you restore. So it's recognize, it's release, it's renew, and then you're restored nice and that's that's part of the book and part of my program and process and what i've done that helped me when i was so not disciplined was i had to shrink everything down i had to make it so simple for me that i could remember yes, what i was doing right. and recognize uh what was showing up that wasn't good and when i worked with a lot of different people not just at the center but uh, a lot of, I have hundreds of clients that I've helped through uh, the past 15 years. And not just with, um, you know, all my clients, but even with my family, I approach things differently now. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that when I've taught these things to other people, it works for them because it's simple. Yeah. With a simpler, the better. Right. Because we have complex issues, we have the world around us, we have relationships. We have a lot of energy that's bouncing off of us, and we're in confusion or whatever, and our old triggers and stuff are yeah. junk.
0: And know. it can get overwhelming where you you can't even know where to begin. Yeah,
1: exactly. So it's got to be um, exactly. simplified so that simplified you, you can feel like you can do it. Yeah, exactly. So that that's pretty much um, you know kind of where I go with it mm-hmm. is uh, that you know we have self love, self acceptance. We recognize what's taking us down around the corner, you know, mm-hmm. on the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, but that we're getting focused on creating our new reality. We're changing the subconscious. We're catching ourselves in autopilot. And you change the way you see the world, and what you see in the world will change. Mm-hmm. You know, our attitudes about life. I, I talk to a lot of people, Sheila, it's funny, that just have a bad attitude. Yeah. They, they feel like they want to give up. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I tell them another analogy. I use a lot of analogies. I think I'm queen of analogies. <laughs> a lot of it is it's like, you know, these people that are so frustrated. It's like they have a half a deck of cards and they keep reshuffling the, the same half a deck. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm so frustrated. I don't know the answer. I don't know my way out of this. And my answer to them is you have to allow more cards in your deck. Mm -hmm. You have to realize you need to learn these new things and practice them. Mm -hmm. And then you have more to shuffle, Mm -hmm. more to choose from, Mm -hmm. more options are available. So you don't feel so stuck in a small box. You know not only how to step out, but where you're going to go. Because if the mind doesn't have another place to go, a new platform for joy new uh, tips, tools, and techniques, mm-hmm. you know, new practices that I want to have in myself to have that desire to uh, be better. Yeah. And when we do that, then we gain an inner confidence. And I feel, if I can bring this up, but when I have worked with people that have that stuck, you know, looping sense of negativity, and they're so hard on their self, it's like um, it's like you hit the brick wall. You feel like I don't know what else to do, so I'm giving up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I believe this happens with this um, uh, with people with uh, contemplating suicide. Mm-hmm. You know that they get into what they call uh, a suicide trance.
0: Mm-hmm. And that where
1: they feel like there are no other options that's ex- when there's
0: plenty of options, but ex- they can't see
1: exactly. any more options
0: other than making the choice. like
1: exactly. that. Exactly. And I tell them, like, you know, when you feel like that, that you have no other choices, nowhere else to go, ask for help. Yeah. You know, ask for help. Find someone that can help you look for your own personal uh, inspirations for motivation mm-hmm. YouTube has a lot of mm-hmm. motivation of um, just life changes that we can make be a change maker get excited mm-hmm. um go somewhere to uh um you know that maybe you need to get your um, chemistry levels yeah you know like you need some medical care right and uh, so that your thought process can be more um, helpful to yourself that's right we're balanced we're balanced you may need you may need some medication I I you know I don't want to I mean I use a lot of holistic but I do believe it can be integrated Mm -hmm. that even even practitioners I've worked with a lot of other types of practitioners I look you know the interns um mean, the therapists at the hospital and uh some of the in fact I've certified them as life coaches Mm -hmm. because I have journey life coach institute that has a program to certify life coaches. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And, um, you know, but the idea is to be able to put more cards in your deck, more options for that person. Mm -hmm. Look for help. If you can't, if you're on medication, take your, your medication to get Mm -hmm. leveled again. Right. But integrate your self empowerment Mm -hmm. because it's a huge component of the, the healing process. Mm -hmm. So, um, what? Those are just some things that, uh, you know, um, that, you know, I, I do believe the aha, biggest aha moment is that I don't believe that people need to be stuck in their uh, emotional suffering for extended periods of time.
0: Mm-hmm. That's it, your
1: just bottom line and what drives yeah. all of the work that you do. Like you, you
0: don't yes. have to be stuck in whatever you've been stuck in forever how long there is always a way out what a great hope that you give people just saying that how can how can we reach you if somebody's listening today um and they are saying oh i think this lady can help me Sharon. i need help like i recognize i've got the clarity that i don't Mm -hmm. i made my list and i'm trying to change um but i need a little help i need some more tools in my toolbox right well i
1: i was gonna say i do um i do free consultations okay okay awesome so um, you can either uh, reach me, and I'm going to say it like this because it's probably one of the most interactive uh, place that I see people, hear from people, and that is my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. It just is. Yeah. So you can reach me at Sharon Thompson Kistler, because I have my full name, because mm-hmm. people recognize me from years back. So yeah. Sharon Thompson Kistler, that's um, Sharon, S-H-A-R-O-N. And then T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N-K-I-S-T-L-E-R. That's on Facebook. You can private message me. Or I have a line you can call. It's 727-687-5764. And um, there is a new website I have that's being built around the book. And um, a lot of the messages and the programs there, that'll be coming out in 2020. Um, and also the amazingwoman.org. That is a website and a Facebook page. Um, also, I certify the life coaches at journeylifecoachinstitute.com. So if anybody's interested in that, you can um, take a look at uh, that website and all the information. Again, you can call me mm-hmm. and uh, text me or whatever. For any information, leave your full name and uh, your contact information, um, phone number, to uh, for me, to you know, any other. Pertinent information, information. to get yeah, back to you. Right, yeah. right, to get back to me. But I'm very passionate in the work I do, and uh, I just feel like we talk. We get our calling sometimes. Mm-hmm. And when you get the answers and you want to simplify it, But it's so powerful to share um, that people are way too hard on themselves sometimes. Yeah. And I just want to tell them you can do this, Mm -hmm. that you are worth it, that you are enough right where you are in Mm -hmm. life, that maybe you need some more tips, tools and techniques and consider some options. But this is what restores faith. This is what can turn a person around and go in a completely different direction. Even if you're heartbroken, um, it can help. Mm -hmm. It may not take all the pain away or the struggle, Mm -hmm. but it certainly can restore your hope. Mm -hmm.
0: If you're, if you're dealing with pain like that, just maybe make the commitment to yourself right now that I'm just not going to live like this anymore. And I deserve to be you know, happy and healthy and whole in my mind and my body and my spirit and to be the best version of yourself that you can be. And that is not a perfect version. And we don't live in a world that doesn't have stress. It, it does, Yes. but um, we can learn to manage it and we mm. can, you know, go through life shining our light instead of it being dimmed. And so um, I encourage you to reach out to Sharon or uh, reach out to me if you need connection um, and just, Decide right now that this new decade is going to be different than the last one. So, Sharon, thank you for being here today and for sharing all the information. We'll put your links in the show notes so that people can have that. If you weren't writing down, maybe you're listening in the car or something like that, you can go to the um, podcast link information page and all the links will be there. And I just thank you for sharing your wisdom today and so much hope for Mm -hmm. people that may be struggling with things, habits from very simple habits to maybe real,
1: you know, severe problems. That's right. But there's always hope that things can change. Well, thank you so much, um, Sheila. It was a real honor um, to share with you on the Detour podcast, and I really do believe in all these things. And there's a there's a lot more that I didn't share. Yeah. But, but I uh, I do believe that people have to remember that you have to empower to heal now. Yes. And you can do it. And um, you know each and every person has the unlimited possibilities. And I do believe, like you said, this new decade is just you know, we have more light to work with Mm -hmm. when we're thinking positive and moving forward. So Mm -hmm. I, um, I feel blessed and I'm, you know, just have that willingness to help, um, whoever has a desire to, uh, you know, want to be happier, healthier, and find more joy in their life.
0: Sounds so good. Thanks so much for being here. Okay, everybody have a great day. Thanks for listening. Yes. for listening you can follow interact and ask questions about this episode and others on our facebook page the detour podcast and on instagram at sheila shinsky to hear more conversations like this one you can listen to all of our episodes on the detour podcast channel on pod we're also on apple Podcasts and stitcher so be sure to share this episode with a friend who loves podcasts too and rate comment and subscribe yourself so you can join us next time as we Take the detour and enjoy the wander.